All right, here we are. We've taken refuge from the rain under the awning of our trailer. And we're going to talk about camp food. But first, let's talk about our plan for today. I have thoughts. Does anybody else have thoughts? Well, I was hoping that it was going to be sunny so we could get out on the water, but I'm not sure if that's in the cards. Yeah, I think it's a little too rainy. Uh, It's drizzly, cloudy, rain. It it was clear when we got out of the tent, but um, yeah, we have our towels hanging up, getting wet. I was hoping they would dry. <laughs> well, so much for that. So, Kennedy, how is Legolas? Shut up. We were just uh, uh, I'm going to the pondering back. on the beauty of the lovely archer elf uh, from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> so, Legolas was Kennedy's very, very, very first crush when she was, like, what, kindergarten or something. And, uh, and now she's very embarrassed about it. Chris, Chris made up that crush. I'm pretty sure. Just to tease Kennedy. It works. Yeah, she's still embarrassed. Funny. So I think uh, we should go somewhere else. Like everywhere? That we have cell coverage. <laughs> no comment. Uh, I have nothing to say. That's surprising. <laughs> I got... <laughs> He's speechless. <laughs> I caught Chris in a speechless moment. <laughs> well, I think he was thinking we are going to stay. Uh, can you put it on pause so I can think? <laughs> pause. It's just rainy here and no cell coverage. So all we'd be doing is hanging around in the trailer of the tent. So I think we should go someplace where there's more to do. That's not get out on the lake, which is why we came here, unfortunately. But sometimes yeah. weather doesn't follow orders. Are you thinking but just for the day and then staying here camping-wise or packing everything up and then going somewhere all together? I was thinking because we have to go down to Banff anyway to drop you off, that we should just start heading back and then camp, like, Protection Mountain or Two Jack Main is where our reservation is for tomorrow night. So if we can get a site there, we just have to move one campsite. That might not be that bad. So Kennedy, I just told Dad I think we should pack up and head back towards Banff. Okay. Okay. Coffee break. I'll be back. Okay. All right, Kennedy. So we're really going to talk about camp food. We are just talking about uh, what we had for dinner last night. Did you like it? Yes, it was very good. What was it? It was ramen. Mike's Mighty Good Ramen. Mike's Mighty Good Ramen, just add water. It's more like Mike's Mighty Good Craft Ramen. Oh, Craft Ramen, like craft beer. Yeah. But how do you make it? You put water in it, and then you let it sit, and then you eat it. It comes with a oil packet and a spice packet. You put it in the noodles. You pour the hot water in. You let it sit for six minutes with a lid on, and then you eat it. And it was pretty good. It was very good. I was actually very surprised. It was it was excellent. Some other camp food things that we've discovered. 
there are pre-made rice um, packets that you can buy. So, for example, we had Indian food one night um, out of out of a bottle and out of a packet. So the rice, basically, you just break it up from this um, vacuum sealed bag, and then you heat it up on the stove, and it's done. And then there's the Maya Kai Mall or Cat Mall. Um, Indian simmer sauces, which are really good too. So those are easy meals for camping. Um, and then what do we have for breakfast? Pancakes from Birch Benders. Birch Benders is just add water again, although I added milk for these. Uh, we had blueberry. They were super simple. I actually just cut the top off the bag and pour the milk in and stir it up and then pour it in the pan so there's no goopy dishes to deal with. Um, and they taste pretty good. Yeah, not a lot to add there. I just would say that it's it's really cool to find out that uh, you know things like powdered pancake mix. There are good versions of it. Something like a simple ramen. We all grew up with this just kind of yucky ramen, but now we actually have really easy, just as easy, but really good quality stuff. I don't think ramen's that yucky. I agree with mom. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go get Tucker's take on the, the food situation. Tucker, any any foods that you like in particular while we're camping? Camp bagels. Oh, you mean uh, bagels that we heat up on the stove? Mm-hmm. Those are your favorite? What makes them good? The crispiness on the top and then the fluffiness on the bottom. So what we do there is we just heat up the, because we don't have a toaster, we just heat up the frying pan and then we, we put a little butter on and we put the bagel in the pan and warm it up that way and it gets crispy and gets uh, salty from the butter if you have salted butter and then you eat it. Anything else? Then there is, of course, pancakes and sausage, waffles too. Have you ever had waffles camping? No, we should try it though. I don't even have an idea about how we would do that. I do. You know the pancake mix we make? That's also waffle mix. But how would you make the waffles? Mm -mm. How would I know? <laughs> well, it's your suggestion. <laughs> well, we do have our goal zero, so maybe that'll <laughs> fire up our 1,500 watt. <laughs> <laughs> Five to six charges on the laptop or one waffle making. <laughs> Instant one waffle. Off of a 100% <laughs> charge on the goal zero. Anything else? Um, could I have some water, actually? You can have as much water as you want. But I do like the bubbly water. Yeah, the bubbly water is really good. Tucker and I have been drinking fizzy water in place of uh, sodas every time we stop for gas. So bad habits get into when you're driving on a long road trip is to get a soda every time you stop. So the La Croix... La Croix, and the bubbly waters are pretty good substitutes. They're flavored water. Mm -hmm. Yes, they are good. Yeah. I like the La Croix better than the bubbly, though. Really? And I'm opposite. You like the grapefruit bubbly? I do. Bubble. Like, I feel like the bubbly has a little bit more flavor. I think that's why I like the La Croix better. But good to know. Good enough. Okay, uh, coffee. So, Chris and I, being coffee purists and connoisseurs, have explored different options for coffee. 
We didn't ever do the percolator, the percolate, percolated coffee, did we? No, it was just such a mess. Whenever I watched your mom do it or Beth do it, it just seemed like such a mess. And especially you have this big old pot for just a little tiny bit of coffee and that you want. So we look- yeah, but you have multiple cups, so everybody gets to drink at the same time instead of one cup at a time. Yeah, but it also gets cold really fast. So but so does the coffee we make. Yeah, but there's only two of us. If there were six of us, I would, that would make sense. But if we're going to, I mean, the, the whole percolation process and everything for only two people at a time just doesn't, it, to me, it was too much equipment, too much stuff, too much. And, and I didn't, you know, the coffee was okay. It was, it was I think good percolated coffee kind of reminds you of cowboy coffee where it, it, it is yeah. good. But, um, On the river trip, I think they percolated it. It was real. Oh, how'd they make theirs? Now, the river trip was really interesting. They took one of those, um, I think they're called... Uh, cauldrons? You can call them cauldrons. They're uh, from my catering days. They're chafing trays, I think. Um, they're basically these insulated cavities that you bring. We would actually pre-brew the coffee and bring it to the wedding. But uh, they would fill it up with hot water, and they would put the coffee from a local roaster... Um, ground in a basically a super big tea bag and then they would dunk it and they would just soak it in there for a while and so um, yeah I don't remember they had a term for it but um, it was they basically yeah it's like putting coffee in a, a sock and, and soaking it in the, the water that was so the 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 tea bag was cloth it was like a cheesecloth or something? Yeah, I, I don't know if it was a throwaway or if it was a, uh, like a, like a filter would be, or if it was like a tea bag, or if it was a reusable, like a cheesecloth, but it was, but it was that concept. Because a, a filter would disintegrate after too much time. Did they take the grounds out at some point, or did they just leave them in there? That's why we paid the big bucks, so I didn't have to know how they cleaned up. <laughs> we just drank the good coffee and let them make us all the food and clean up all the dishes. <laughs> it was lovely. So, but me being me, you know, I, I was really good, and I wanted to kind of better understand. So I under, they explained the whole process of, of brewing it. But then we got, I didn't really dive in on the whole cleaning up part. All right, so you just made a cup of coffee. Did you? Are you making me one too, or should I go reheat the? Co- I like boiling hot coffee. <laughs> Chris likes warmish hot coffee. <laughs> I, I like coffee of all ilks. I like hot coffee. I like medium hot coffee. I like warm coffee. I even like cold coffee. I am not as uh, as long as it, I like boiling hot. As long as it tastes good. So I need to go turn the stove back on so that I can make my own cup of hot boiling coffee. <laughs> I can turn the stove on, but yes, I will go stir. I'll be right back. <laughs> While Chris turns the stove back on out in the rain, right next to our towels that are not drying. In fact, they're really, really not drying. Um, <laughs> they're getting more wet. Uh, I am standing at the coffee station. Um, which is, uh, so we have two ways of making coffee. Well, so far that we've tried out, I did the French press the other night just to, uh, for an evening, evening dessert coffee, just cause I felt like it. And I had some time and light to clean it up. But in the French press, you end up with kind of a big mess because you have all the grounds that are stuck in the screen and then the um, the bottom of the jar, but it's really pretty. And if you have some time and it's a nice day, you could easily do the French press and clean it up and 
um, you got to kind of drink it fast because it's the same problem with the French press as the percolator. It gets cold really fast. So you're making several cups, but they all get cold really fast. And I like my hot boiling coffee. Um, so on our normal day, we do AeroPress coffee, and we tried some Huckleberry. Oh, oh my God. We went to a little grocery store that was supposed to be a regular grocery store. It in St. Mary. In St. Mary, east side. Glacier. Of, east side of Glacier. And the only coffee they had was Folgers. But they did have delicious cheese. The cheese was phenomenal. The coffee. Yeah. Um, but, you know, in the little special touristy section, we're in Huckleberry Country. They had this Huckleberry coffee. And I was like, Folgers or Huckleberry coffee? What you gonna choose? Well, we gave the Huckleberry coffee a try. Wow, it was, it was, it was disgusting. The essence of Huckleberry was very strong. In fact, it even polluted our AeroPress for several coffee cups after that. <laughs> it was, even though we were using delicious Montana roasters, it still tasted like Huckleberry. So we uh, we hastily. Tossed the Huckleberry coffee. I wish we could have given it to somebody, but we really weren't going to drink it anymore. No, it was, we needed to like seal it up in a bag, like, like chemical waste. It was, <laughs> it was, I'm, lots of people like that kind of coffee. Just not Chris and I were purists. So we just like our normal ground up, uh, locally roasted, organic, fair trade <laughs> <laughs> coffee. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I will say though, that when you brew it with, you know, really any of these brewing methods we're talking about, um, AeroPress, the same. What it does is you actually taste the bean more than in traditional drip. And so I think that that was part of the problem is that we were really asking a little bit. Huckleberry essence. We were asking a little bit more of it than we should have asked for it. Um, the hot water's hot, so I'll be right back. Oh, my coffee boiling hot coming up. Yay. So um, we went... The great thing about national parks is that they usually have quite a few local products. Like they have local beer, um, they have local coffee. So we hastily made our way up to Rising Sun and enjoyed the amazing views along what part of going to the Sun Road was open. Um, Got out for a bit in the rain, rain being the theme of our whole trip this year. Um, Hopefully by the time we get to Alaska, it'll be warm and sunny. We'll see. Maybe no hope there. I don't know. Anyway, at uh, Rising Sun Grocery, we found Montana Coffee Roasters, which is really the coffee of Montana. Although, Kicking Horse seems to be everywhere, even in Denver. And that's been real. I would totally go Kicking Horse over Montana Coffee Roasters next time. Um, So, if you have Kicking Horse at your local grocery store, give it a try because it's really good. Um, even better than the locally roasted Grizzly blend, which is what we have from Montana Coffee Roasters. So we have that still from our little excursion to St. Mary, Windy St. Mary. Um, Chris is about to fill up. Chris has put the filter in the AeroPress. He's about to put two spoons of pre-ground Montana Roasters Grizzly blend into the AeroPress. Then you will pour the boiling hot water, stir it, pour it again, push the pressurized air through with the plunger, and I will have my coffee, which I, of course, add cream and sugar to because I'm a coffee purist. Um, funny story about trying to grind coffee. We <laughs> thought, because we never tried the trailer before we took off on this adventure to Alaska, uh, we thought we'd be able to... Dump it. No, I'll drink it. 
just pour the rest in there. So um, we thought we would just take off and, you know, be fine. We thought we were going to bring the, the uh, grinder and use the battery on the trailer to grind our coffee. We also thought we might be able to run a blender <laughs> and a computer. Well, nope, that's not actually happening at all. So we uh, got a big battery to, to run Chris's computer, which is number one priority. Gave up on the, the grinder and gave up on the blender. Um, so we're on pre-ground coffee beans. But um, yeah, so Chris is stirring the first round of boiling hot coffee, and then he'll plunge it, and then I will have my my coffee. And that's that on the coffee front. Way, way more than you wanted to know about camp coffee. <laughs> so the funny story, though, about we brought a whole bag of beans, and we did have the grinder. And so when we had the national parks that had electricity in the bathroom, we would run and do a quick grind in the bathroom uh, on the way to our uh, you know, coffee mornings. And so I definitely scared a few people that were in the bathroom with the <laughs> sound of a coffee grinder. <laughs> yeah, and uh, our favorite beans at home are Kaladi. In fact, we have them delivered to our house. They, the Kaladi roasters used to be down the street from us when we lived in South Denver. Now they're a little bit more of a drive for us from Evergreen, but they're our favorite. So we brought our bag of Kaladi beans and couldn't uh, grind them except if we snuck into the bathroom really quick to use the grinder so that's that any other any thoughts on camp food kennedy um 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 not really she just eats what's put in front of her unless she doesn't like it in which case she doesn't eat it favorite lunch a wrap yeah we discovered wraps on the river trip last year too they are great way of having nice healthy easy so what you do is you just chop up some lettuce, put in some grilled chicken or avocado or cheese or whatever you've got. Cheese, one of our favorites is uh, blue cheese, cranberries, poppy seed, Brianna's poppy seed dressing with some pre-cut lettuce and wrap it up in a big mission wrap and ready to go. Don't forget about Sir Kensington's flavored mayos. Oh yeah, Sir, Kending, Sir Kensington's and mustards. We couldn't find the, the Sir Kensington... <laughs> I can't say it. The Sir Kensington's... Spicy brown mustard. Spicy brown mustard. Yeah, we were looking for... Where were we when we were looking for that? Uh, store. Well, thank you for that clarity, Kennedy. I don't remember. Yeah, it's going to have to be me with the British background to actually say Kensington. And every time we have to say that from now on, I will pass okay. the mic to Chris. Kensington. I can say it. Kensington. All right. I just can't say it. Uh, haven't had enough coffee, I guess. My boiling hot coffee is still brewing. Uh, so, Sir Kensington's, I said it. Um, mayonnaise and mustard, delicious. Um, sometimes put a little cream cheese on the wrap. We haven't done too much of that. Lunch has been lack lacking. But yesterday, we had some raisin bread with peanut butter and jelly. That was good. The raisin bread, really good. Yeah, it's amazing how just a simple standby is it t- can taste so good if it's just has a we had good jam, we had good peanut butter, and we had great bread. So there's your gourmet peanut butter and jelly recipe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> with that, if we come up with any other good ideas on camp cooking, camp uh, 
secrets. We will fill you in later. Uh, in the meantime, we'll see you wherever we end up next.